broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we are just a few hours away from what could be a historic evening in Las Vegas and the community and surroundings here in Las Vegas area as the Vegas Golden Knights are game five, one game away from winning the Stanley Cup Finals. Of course, that action will take place a little bit later at T-Mobile Arena. We are here on Radio Nation Radio 920, unnecessary roughness for the next few hours, kind of leading you into puck drop, which is at 5 o'clock. And, of course, some people are really uh, focused in on the Golden Knights and excited about the Golden Knights. Others not so much, but we'll definitely go ahead and, uh, you know, celebrate them, and hopefully we'll be celebrating them uh, tomorrow with the Stanley Cup victory. But, again, we're here for the next three hours with you. It is unnecessary roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. My man Ari is back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. And, Ari, I'm sorry, I got to ask you off top. Why in the world does it look like you're in a fish tank? That's uh, my cool, uh, awesome filter. I'm just kidding. This, uh, the, the camera's filthy. That is you. I can't even tell that that it's is like you. That is, that is amazing. You look like you are just like a big, I don't know, like you know when you take a picture of something and it's real blurry? It's, it's flying by, yeah. Yeah, I'm that's moving ex- so fast you can't even. <laughs> that's exactly what you look like. Even the red light from your uh, microphone looks funny style. But uh, there you go. Ari's holding it down in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Not too sure what he's got to get done, but he's going to try to, I guess, clean the camera lens a little bit. <laughs> but we're here with you for the next couple hours, man. Excited about the conversation. Excited about the guests that we have coming up on the show today. And, of course, as mentioned, excited about the Vegas Golden Knights uh, and what they have an opportunity to do later on on this evening at T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas. The city will be on fire if they go ahead and complete the complete the job and win the Stanley Cup tonight. My man, uh, Vegas Jess, has already let me know he's on his way to uh, Toshiba Plaza right now. He said, Ari, it's so funny. He said, hey, man, meet me down here. And I was like, yeah, no problem. I got a show to do, but no problem. <laughs> let me just go on and, and head on down there and hang out as much as I would love to because, again, I do think it's going to be just – an incredible environment. I know so many people that have left work early uh, in our building and out that have left work early just to head head to Toshiba Plaza, head to T-Mobile Arena and get ready for tonight or find a place around town to watch the game just because of anticipation of what could happen. But, uh, yeah, man, you've been here for a lot longer than I've been. How how bananas do you think it'll be tonight if, if the if VGK wins the title? Insane. I was here 2018. And right. they, I mean, they lost, but it was still just the whole process of getting there and just being there, and it was a, it was crazy. And it was in June too, and that was just something weird. Like I think, or I think maybe late May, but it's just a weird time to be playing hockey in the desert on top of everything. So it's amazing. Yes, yeah, I have great pictures of just like the flooded with people, the whole Toshiba, it's like just spread out like. I want to say thousands of people. I don't know if it's well, thousands. I'm sure. I'm sure. I have no insane. doubt. Well, I, I have a, a really good feeling that they're going to find a way to, to win this title uh, sooner rather than later. Hopefully they get that done tonight and not have to uh, force a game six, not have to go back to Florida. But that's another conversation for another day. I know the city, like I said, is on fire. I can just tell from driving from the radio station to the house how many people are out and about and just kind of the energy that is in the city. And a city like Las Vegas, just knowing that there's extra energy already in it is, uh, is pretty 
pretty pretty nuts. So excited about what's going to happen on a little bit later on this evening. But coming up on the show today, have some really good guests to get to as we do each and every day. Former Raider tight end Teo Johnson, he's going to join the show. Uh, he's also part of M-Ride. Of course, he was a, a Raider uh, for a short time. He was in the NFL for a little bit of time. But uh, now he's part of M-Ride, which is an official partner of the Las Vegas Raiders. And what they do is they basically have luxury shuttles that are going to be going to Allegiant Stadium, taking fans to the games, uh, to and from the games. And so uh, he's been doing really well on the business side of things. And, you know, there's always life after football. And uh, for most of these players, they hope that there's a really successful life after football. For Teo Johnson, there is a successful life after football. So he'll join us. Of course, we'll talk silver and black with them. We're going to talk about M-Ride as it was announced today that they became an official partner of the Raiders and just talk about his, uh, his, his business uh, side of things and, and everything. We'll, we'll dip into being a member of the Raider alumni, uh, upcoming season, what it's like around this time when there's OTAs going on and then mandatory minicamp and then you take a break and get ready for training camp. Like We'll dip into everything with Teo Johnson coming up at 2.30. At 3 o'clock each and every Tuesday, we have John McClain from Sports Radio 610 in Houston. He'll join the show to talk all things NFL and I saw earlier today, Ari, uh, it was J.J. Watt Day, or basically he uh, – he I don't want to say retired. He he already had said he was retiring, but, I mean, he basically retired with the Texans today, and so he had a, a press conference, and John McClain is there, who also has retired. He retired over a year ago. Matter of fact, he made that announcement on this very show, Unnecessary Roughness, on Radio Nation Radio 920, and so John McClain is sitting in the front row. I can imagine, like, he always has for years on top of years on top of years uh, when it comes to these press conferences, and the first thing that J.J. Watt says, and this is to let you know how much love and respect John McClain has uh, across the NFL circuit. J.J. Watt looks down and sees, sees John McClain and says, I thought you retired, <laughs> right? I mean, it's at his retirement. It's about, it's about J.J. Watt. It's about, you know, everything that he's got going on, what he meant to Houston, what he meant to the Texans. And the first thing he says is, wait, I thought you retired talking about John McClain. So that kind of lets you know how, how much that dude, how much weight that dude carries in NFL circles. Oh yeah, I, I I couldn't add anything more to that. It's true. <laughs> I've heard that, and for the record, I had heard his name forever. I was been trying to get him on Cofield and Company for for the first couple of years. I was it just didn't work out. But uh, yeah, that was that was my guy. Yeah, that well, was your guy. <laughs> he, he's he's definitely my guy. He's yeah. always been my guy, as a matter of fact. So he'll join us at three o'clock uh, to talk all things NFL, and of course we'll ask him about that exchange with JJ Watt at three thirty. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. He'll join the show. He was supposed to join the show yesterday. Had to push back today, which was okay. We have no problem with that. Going to talk a little running backs, wide receivers, guys that are still out on the open market. Of course, we'll ask him about the value of running back contracts. Uh, what he thinks, according to Pro Football Focus, what the shelf life is for running backs. We know Saquon Barkley and Josh. Jacobs both out there uh, holding the franchise tags. Neither one have signed the deals yet uh, because, well, they're working to get that long-term deal done, and they don't want to uh, go ahead and, and negotiate on a one-year deal. They want to sit there and uh, hold out as long as possible to try to get that, that multi-year deal uh, under their belt. But if not, at some point, they'll have to sign that one-year deal, $10 million, which is not a bad thing. Right, that's still a nice amount of money, but at the same time, they want to get that multiple year deal. So we'll talk all things NFL contracts, wide receivers, uh, cornerbacks. Speaking of wide receivers, running running backs. Speaking of uh, wide receivers, how about Stephon Diggs uh, and the situation going on with him in Buffalo? Apparently, he was there yesterday, took a physical, met with some people from the team, and then left. So he's under contract. He's supposed to be a mandatory minicamp. I don't know if they've given him. Uh, not an excuse or a, a pass where he doesn't get fined, but it sounds like this is not the normal situation when it comes to players just wanting more money, which is funny. John McClain, who we referenced earlier, told me years ago that any time a 
player is holding out. Anytime you know a player wants to be traded, they put that out there. Or whatever the case may be, it's always about the money. This one with Stephon Diggs feels like it might not be just about the money. Uh, but then, he, again, it could be. He's scheduled to make $24.4 million this season, which is second among wide receivers in the NFL. So that's a pretty good chunk of change, but maybe it is. Maybe he wants a couple more years added to the deal. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, that's going on. That's the situation to, to keep paying attention to going on in Buffalo with one Stephon Diggs. Then at 4 o'clock, Matt Smith from 104.3 The Fan in Denver. He'll join the show as he joined the show before the NBA Finals got underway to talk about the Nuggets and the fact that they won the NBA Finals. They won the championship, the Larry O. They won that title and that trophy last night uh, as they beat the Heat in a game that actually the, the Heat came out with so much energy and so much fight and really tried to muddy it up and, and you know, just kind of made the game kind of ugly type. I mean, it, it wasn't it – wasn't, pleasing to the eyes, but just the way that they battled and they scratched and they clawed and they fought for everything, that was what I expected Miami to do in game four, and they didn't do it, right? Then game four at home, they just kind of went through the motions. I was expecting that kind of effort in game four, what I saw in game five. Either way, you look at it, they still lost the game, and Denver won the title, but uh, just being able to see them celebrate there in Denver, their very first title, and look, there could be back-to-back nights when titles are won, one in the NBA and one in the NHL if the Golden Knights handle their business later on this evening. So we'll talk to Matt Smith. He predicted, Ari, I'll tell you this off top, he predicted that Denver was going to sweep Miami. So, And as, as crazy as it was when he said that, I thought there's no way that Denver's going to sweep Miami. They damn near did, <laughs> right? I mean, it was a gentleman's sweep. If they had showed up in game two, they, they very well could have swept them. So as much as I thought he was crazy when he said that on this very show, he ended up not being too far off. I picked the Denver Nuggets to win in six. He picked them to win in four. They split the difference, and they won in five. So there you go. So Matt Smith, 104.3 The Fan in Denver, who, by the way, Denver radio station, uh, this station, 104.3 The Fan, they went all night long on the radio talking about the Denver Nuggets uh, winning the championship, have fans call in and stuff. And so the Raiders ever hoist the, the, the Super Bowl trophy? They ever hoist the Lombardi? We'll do the same thing. We'll, 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 we'll be on all night long. How about that? I'll, I'll throw that out there right oh, now. I'll take the late, late night, too, for, for all you Yeah, know. yeah, man. Someone's going to have to. I got right? it. Right? And, and that's, that's on the air and, and behind the boards because I don't know, I don't know how late <laughs> I could be on the air. But if the, if the Raiders ever hoist the Lombardi, as long as I have anything to do with it, we'll, uh, we'll, go, we'll go all around the clock, right? We'll just, we'll just keep, keep the party rolling and just open up the phone lines and let them flood because that's, that's what that would be. I can only imagine – how awesome that would be. Like, I'm, I'm excited about the Golden Knights having their possibility of winning a championship, but as a long, lifelong Raider fan that hasn't really been invested when they won a Super Bowl, I can only imagine what that would feel like. Right? I can only imagine what those fans in Denver are feeling like that have seen their team for 47 years. Some of them are obviously haven't been around that, time, that long, but, I mean, the team's been around, and they haven't won anything. So to see them win that first championship, I can only imagine what's going through their minds as that clock hit 0-0-0, and they knew that they won. So, uh, yeah, if the Raiders uh, put us in that position where, where uh, we get to celebrate uh, them bringing home a Lombardi, then, yeah, we'll, we'll go all around the clock. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do it all all, all 24 hours, why not? Just keep the party rolling. So there you go. So the guests that we have coming up again, former Raider tight end Tao Johnson at 2.30, John McClain from Sports Radio 610 in Houston at 3, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus at 3.30, Matt Smith, 104.3, The Fan in Denver, coming up at 4 o'clock. Those are the guests that we have coming up on the show today. Now let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. 
So jumping into the opening drive, I really want to talk about Max Crosby. I talked about him a little bit on my podcast today uh, just because he's been getting a lot of recognition. He uh, has he was at the Von Miller uh, Summit, the Pass Rush Summit over the weekend. And, you know, it's really cool to see Max Crosby grow from being a fourth-round pick that was just trying to make the roster to being a guy that the rest of the, the pass rushers in the league is looking up to and actually listening to as, you know, as he's giving instructions and telling them what goes through his mind while he's out there on the field, while he's trying to set up you know, an offensive lineman and trying to get to the quarterback. And it's just it's, it's cool to see that maturation, knowing that Max Crosby got that contract extension last year, knowing that he's never – He's never satisfied. He's always hungry, always wants more, always wants to, you know, make sure that he's uh, working on his game. You know, one thing that he did that really stood out to me last year was the fact that he was able to uh, really excel in, in stopping the run, right? He's, he's been good at getting after the quarterback since he's been in the league. I mean, that's just something that he, he found as a gift. And, of course, he's continued to get better at that and better at that and better at that each and every year. But last year I felt like he really made an effort to stop the run, and he did a hell of a job to the point where he's diving over uh, over the, the scrum and trying to get to the guy and get him down and hustling downfield and, is, I mean, blocking kicks. I mean, there was really nothing that Max Crosby didn't do in 2022. And, of course, he wants to win more games, but he also wants for himself to continue to get a whole lot better. So I'll go ahead and throw the questions I have for you uh, on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R, and, of course, 702-365-9200. always like to throw a subject or two out there for you to think about and you to chime in on and we can discuss. I'm going to throw those out there first. What I want you to think about and answer, how much better do you think Max Crosby will get? We just heard from him at the Raiders roundtable. Myself and JT and Eric Allen had that conversation with him about 15, 16 minutes long. It was really good just a, a week ago on Monday, as a matter of fact. And he continues to talk about how much he wants to get better, how much, uh, you know, how, how much time he takes off, which is not much, and then he gets right back to it because, again, he's, he's continuing to work on his craft. So I just look at a guy like that and I think, man, how much better can he get? How, how high can his ceiling go? Like, what's the next step for Max Crosby? What does he do to take that next step in being a superstar in the NFL? Because make no mistake about it, he is a superstar in the NFL right now. I remember, and I said this on my podcast this morning, I remember Khalil Mack getting a lot of love. I remember Khalil Mack winning Defensive Player of the Year, and that was awesome. That was back in 2016. He got love. But I don't remember him being as featured as Max Crosby is. And maybe a lot of this because of Max Crosby's personality as well. You know, not to mention his, you know, his, his story about where he was and, and everything he's gone through and where he's at right now. That obviously helps. But it's just something about Max Crosby where I feel like more people are talking about him, more people look up to him. He's just almost like that polarizing figure. So I just always think, like, how much better can he get? What's the next step for this dude in his maturation in the NFL? And then – I also wanted to ask, how much do you think that the defensive line additions that the Raiders made this, this offseason, grabbing Tyree Wilson, grabbing Byron Young, going and getting a couple free agents to add to that defensive line, they're building it from the inside out, they're trying to uh, improve the, the front that are getting after the quarterback, and then obviously that will help the guys on the back end as well. How much do you think that those additions will impact not only Max's 2023 season, but the team's overall defense in general. So those are the two questions that I have for you. And of course, you can always chime in at any time of the show and talk about anything that's on your mind, but really want to know what you think about how much better Max Crosby can get. What is his ceiling? What's the next step for him in his maturation? And how do you think the defensive line additions the Raiders have made will impact Max's 2023 season and the team in general? And again, you can always hit us up again, 69187, keyword R&R, so don't be broke.com text line. And 
702-365-9200. Uh, before we get to a couple of texts, and we already got one coming in from Mailman Raider and also another one from Sir Whiskey Ray. Before we get into that, though, I did want to go out to Max Crosby at Von Miller's Pass Rush Summit from Saturday and just let you hear a little bit of the instruction that he was given to some of the players. And again, they're looking up to him. They're looking up to Mad Max and hearing from Mad Max on how he does and how he approaches the game of football and, and his every snap that he's out there on the field. Check it out. If you got a guy that like setting up like a game plan, like having a plan for him, if you got a guy that struggles, you know, or if he's stopping your outside rush like, quick, you know, I'll be like, all right, fuck it, no matter what, I'm gonna take that inside. I'm gonna just tell the D tackle be like, cover me. And I'm gonna just take it to make him respect that inside move. And then the next time I do it, it's gonna look exactly the same, but I can turn it to an outside spin. I can turn it into, he thinks I'm going in and power, and just about communicating and, and really being on the same page and setting him up. Because one, an old lineman, it's all about confidence, but one time, if they get murdered one time, they're gonna be like, oh, now I gotta worry about this. And they're hesitant, they're already a step behind. So if you start that early in the game, like I've really, I'm trying to come out the gate like flying because if I get him early, he's gonna be all so there's Max Crosby right there. That was just a little bit of what he had to say at Von Miller's uh, Pass Rush Summit on Saturday here, uh, right around the corner, matter of fact, from the facility there at a school, right around the corner from the Raiders facility. And, uh, again, just it was really great to hear him and go into his mindset. When he, he's, he's given this knowledge to these younger players like a Nolan Smith drafted by the Eagles in the first round. You know, he's given this knowledge to these guys, telling them what goes through his mind. And basically you heard what he said, mess with an offensive lineman early. You know, get to him early, and he'll be in his head all game long. And there's certain things that he does that are different, but everything looks the same. It all it's same. It all comes from the same base. That's what that's what I guess the, the, the great ones do, right? Where all the, the it all looks the same, it all looks like it's gonna be the same coming off the snap, but then all of a sudden he he adjusts and he changes it, he switches things up. And that's again, that's what the great ones do. So the offensive linemen don't know, okay, here comes a bull rush. Oh, here comes a spin move, oh here comes this, that, and the other. They have no way of identifying that because Everything he does starts off looking the exact same. Well, that wasn't all from Max Crosby. He also jumped on NFL Total Access, uh, NFL Network. He was on with Brian Baldinger. Baldy's been a big fan of Max Crosby for a long time, ever since he's been into the NFL. And you'll actually hear in this uh, soundbite from NFL Total Access, he takes him, do, does a little bit of film study, takes him all the way back to his rookie year, game four, when Max Crosby really got into the action and got a lot of playing time. Max will tell you, what was going through his mind? They're playing the Colts. Uh, he came up with a big play where he caused a fumble, and how he came out of the out of the scrum with his arms spread out wide, looking like a condor, and that's how Baldy ended up calling him the condor. Check it out. So let's go to the video, Max. Let's enough talk. Like I knew you're not about talk. You're about playing. So this is your fourth game, Max. Your rookie year. Tell me about the play. What you see? This is the first time I recognized you. Yes, sir. Right here, they have a screen. Um, this is my first game getting real action, and I got to get to the ball. And the only way you stand out is if you take the ball away from the offense. So this is a big game on the road. My first, like, real big play in the NFL. So my immediate reaction is just hold the arms out and be like, yeah, I'm here now. So I was, I was hyped up well, for sure. Max, I saw you come out of the pile, and your arms were swinging. And I said, that man looks like a condor out there. He's a predator. And that name has stuck, Max. I mean, I, I'm proud of it. I know you like it. But let's watch the Condor in some other action here. Let's go to Kansas City here for this play right here because you you got to get after Mahomes. you got to change the game. But you see Jeff McKinnon in this position right here. And I have a feeling you know the chip is coming. What do you see? 
Yes, sir. 100%. This is the first drive of the game. We're playing Kansas City, Monday night football. It's third down. I got to get home. So I see the chip coming. I sell my rush like it's a normal, you know, speed or power. I, I try to all make it look the same. And I, on the, and literally at the last second, I'm spinning off that, that chip and getting home and uh, making a big play for, you know, the Raiders. So, Max, for all young players out there, anybody listening, like you don't pre – Describe what moves your your moves are based off reactions and what you see once you start. So that spin was late because you saw the chip coming. One hundred percent. You know, I have, you know, I pride myself on having a bunch of tools in my toolbox. I can spin. I can speed the power. I could swipe off the edge. So I try to make my get off and my approach all look the same every single snap. So yeah, this is just another case. So there's Max Crosby and Brian Baldinger from NFL Total Access, NFL Network. And, again, that's just a little bit of what they had to say. Baldy's been a big fan of Max Crosby ever since he really came into the league, gave him the Condor name, and clearly it's stuck, and for good reason. So, again, I throw it out there to you at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r How much better do you think Max Crosby could be in 2023? Like, what is this guy's ceiling, a guy that you know works his tail off on getting better each and every day? And then, really, the more important question, how much do you think the defensive line additions that the Raiders made will impact Max's 2023 season and the team in general? And honestly, that's the one I'm really excited about is the defensive line additions because I do think it's going to help Max a lot. One, with Tyree Wilson, as long as he's healthy and out there, I think he'll be able to allow Max to take a little bit of a break. But even when he's not taking a break, because you know Max doesn't want to come out of games at all. I mean, he wants to be the guy who's out there all the time. I just think that teams won't be able to just key in on 98 and say, okay, we're going to just stop him. If you got Tyree Wilson, if you got Chandler Jones, if you got a guy like Byron Young, if you're able to start getting some pressure from the interior, somebody step up and make a play, you know, like a Byron Young or whoever is in that defensive tackle. Maybe it's a Bilal Nichols. Maybe it's a Matt Butler. Maybe it's a Neil Farrell Jr., right? Any of those guys, if anybody can step out, step up and help on that defensive line where the offensive line of the opponent can't just key in on 98 and say, okay, we just can't allow him to wreck the game. I think what you're going to start seeing from Max is some of the stuff that you saw from Khalil Mack in 2016 when he won Defensive Player of the Year when was, he was closing games. Right, that's that's what we've talked about it before on the show about Max's next step really being the closer. Well, he can't be the closer if he's the only guy out there. He's the he's the he's the, the last of the Mohicans. He's the only of the Mohicans that are out there, you know, competing at that high level. So I think if they can start to get some contributions early on in the season, and opponents realize, okay, Chandler is showing up this year, or even Chandler's on a on a snap count, but the snaps that he's in there, he's really effective. And, okay, Byron Young, he's doing this. Or, again, any of the young dudes, whoever is the one stepping up out of, out of training camp. If these guys are doing something, then all of a sudden when you've got to have that stop, Max is going to have an opportunity to get home and make that play and possibly get that strip sack. Like I would like to see, and I talk about turnovers all the time, I'd like to see more strip sacks from Max, from Chandler, from anyone who's getting after the quarterback, right? I don't care if it's a, a, a cornerback coming off the edge. I don't care if it's a linebacker blitzing the quarterback. They need to try to start punching that ball out. And that was something that Khalil Mack was really good at, was strip sacking the quarterback. He would, he would, he would tackle the football, and he, he's mentioned that before. Like, he would go after the football and the quarterback at the same time, but with the intentions of trying to get it back for the offense. So that's something that I think that's the next step. Max last year? 
did really well against stopping the run, something that had been, you know, one of the, the, the knocks against him. Well, he's really good at getting into the pass rusher, but he's not a great run stuffer. So he said, okay, no problem. I'll go out there and I'll work on, on stopping the run. He did a great job, phenomenal job, as a matter of fact. I mean, he was an all-around player. I just believe that the natural maturity and, 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 and maturation of Max Crosby in his game is to be able to close out games. When you need that big play, when it's third and nine and everyone in the stadium is holding their breath because they see this team about to make a, a deep run, but the defense needs to get off the field, Max is the guy that gets to the quarterback or disrupts the play so bad, not necessarily even sacking the quarterback, but disrupts the play so bad that the defense wins and gets off the field and, and closes out some games. I think, and again, that's just me, I think that that's the natural maturation. But I want to ask you, how much better you think Max Crosby will be? How much better can he improve his game? And how do you think the defensive line additions the Raiders made in the offseason can impact Max's 2023 season and the team defense in general? Got a couple texts that uh, have to do with other things here, and that's okay. 69187, keyword R&R, Mailman Raiders said I'm not a big hockey guy, but I do call myself a Sharks fan. I know way more about VGK than I do the Sharks. Thanks to everybody at the station, LOL. Uh, thank you, Mailman Raider, for that. Sir Whiskey Ray. Happy Tuesday on this busy sports day. First off, congratulations to the Nuggets. Uh, Jokic is a beast, and the Nuggets showed why they're the best team on the planet. Switching to hockey, how about the Vegas Golden Knights? I have a feeling they'll be hoisting the cup after tonight's game. Best of luck to the Knights tonight. Finally, the A's are hosting a reverse boycott in Oakland. I've got mixed feelings on this. I will say this and speak for all us A's fans. Current ownership needs to sell the team. Someone who wants to stay at Oakland, enough is enough. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. I agree with all that. <laughs> I really do. I don't even want to get on my soapbox about the A's. I don't care if they're on a six-game winning streak or not. I don't care. I don't even want to get on that soapbox because that is such an irritating conversation just because the way that they handle their business and the way that they've been treating the fan base is just criminal. But, again, like I said, I don't want to get on that, uh, on that soapbox just yet. Mailman Raider hit us back on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r I believe Max will be this year's leading sacker. So much that I'm putting money on it. The sky is the limit for this guy. There you go. Well, he had 12 and a half sacks in 2022. And, you know, it's so funny. We judge everything off of, you know, sacks. We look at the, the total sacks. I just want to see – I mean, him leading the league in sacks would be awesome. I would love to see it. But I would more importantly love to see those, those games that come down to the wire, those 50-50 those games that you just don't know what's going to happen. I would love to see him make more big plays at the end, right? So many times, like I said before, that they can, the opponent can just key in on Max and say, okay, don't let this guy wreck the game. That's the only guy we have to worry about on that defense that can wreck the game. If he can get a little bit of help, he'll have an opportunity to start wrecking some games. And that excites me about this defense because I'm with you, Mailman Raider Max. I think sky's the limit for Max Crosby. Or Mailman Raider, just <laughs> my bad. But, uh, yeah, uh, got, Max, got Max Crosby on my brain. I'm going too fast. But, uh, yeah, I just think the sky's the limit. I really do. I think that he has an opportunity to be a special, special player in this league. He's already become a special player. But if the dude stays healthy, which I believe he will, the way he works his tail off, I just – I think that he could do pretty much anything he wants to do. You know he can get to the quarterback. You know he can stop the run. Now he's just got to close out some games. He's got to make opponents fearful of the condor on, on that side of the ball. So it's going to take the help of his teammates to make, be able to allow him to do that. Guys like Tyree Wilson are going to have to step up and be a factor. Chandler Jones is going to have to be a factor. You know, again, and, and I said this, and then we'll take a break. The one thing about 
like Chandler Jones, when he even signed with the Raiders, I remember he was so excited. And he, all he kept saying was, I get to play with Max Crosby. Do you understand what I'm saying? I get to play with Max Crosby. Like, that's a big deal for a guy like Chandler Jones who's got over 100 career sacks, and he's so excited to go play with a guy who's up and coming and, and, and is a star on the rise. So, I mean, that always has stood out to me that that's how much respect Max has in the NFL. So you can chime in at 69187, keyword R&R. 227 is the time when we come back. Tao Johnson, former Raiders tight end, will join the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. We're at the same exact spot we were last year at this year, which is working on our fundamentals and communication with one another and understanding our assignments. And then there's new assignments. It's not like, okay, hey, this is the only thing we're going to do. This is the offense. Like, there's new things to learn and, and grow on. So you're always in a state of improving. Old coaches saying you're either green and you're growing or you're ripe and you're dying. Like, you're always trying to improve. So it's not like, okay, hey, listen, we've reached that status. We have So by any means. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. That was Raiders offensive line coach Carmen Brasillo from earlier this morning when they met with the media at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center talking about the improvement and what the Raiders need to do on that offensive line to continue to improve and where they're at at this stage of the game. Joining us now on the phone lines is former Raiders tight end Teo Johnson, part of M-Ride right now, which became an official partner of the Las Vegas Raiders today as it was announced. And Teo, thanks so much for your time. I do appreciate you, my man. And how exciting is today that M-Ride became that official partner of the Raiders? Hey, Q. Great to hear your voice, brother. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, it's beyond exciting. I don't really have a word for it. You know, a lot of things come full circle uh, from being a player to now, you know, much many years later becoming a corporate partner, partner with the, the team I grew up as a child being a huge fan of. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I have no doubt about it. And M-Ride has you know, been around for a minute, but it's it's here in Nevada, and it's a small business that's going to help folks get to Allegiant Stadium and leave Allegiant Stadium in nice, comfortable, affordable luxury shuttles. So tell us a little bit about M-Ride and the, and the services that they provide. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. We, uh, we have a unique license where we're able to book individual passengers on nice luxury motor coach buses. Uh, and we'll pick you up from our, with our partner right now, our, our casino partner, resort partner is Circa. Uh, they have the biggest, best sports books on the planet. And so this is a way for people to go to Circa, enjoy themselves before the game, see the other games, make a, make a bet, eat some food, and then we shuttle them over in a nice motor coach to Allegiant and then bring them back to the resort, alleviating traffic for all fans in attendance. So uh, we're, we're excited. Yeah, no, it's it's an exciting uh, opportunity. It's obviously an exciting service that is going to be provided, and of course, Raider fans will have a great way to get to and from Allegiant Stadium. And Teo, you mentioned, you know, being uh, on the business side of things now, you were a player, obviously, in the league for a while. What is it like transitioning from being a player to, you know, the entrepreneur type things and, and, and the business side of things? Well, I'd like to say it's easy, but it really isn't. You know, I'm sure anybody who's listening to yourself, when you're an athlete, you know, and you stop being an athlete, uh, you know, officially, you're kind of always an athlete your whole life. But when it when it's really over, uh, you got to start over. And um, a lot of people have a head start on you. But um, you take a lot of those things that you learned as an athlete. It's kind of like going from church into, uh, into music. You know, you have this background of uh, – 
of fundamentals and, and things you've learned as an athlete that, that help you and even propel you in the business world. What made you want to get into the business side of things? Like, how did that become your passion? Uh, you know, hey, you got to put food on the table. And, right. you know, a lot of people think that, you know, if you play in the NFL, you've got, you've got money the rest of your life. You know, that's, that's really not the case. Um, you got to find a career. Usually you have to find a second career when you're done playing. So, you know, I, I, I went all over the place and, you know, I tried different things, but uh, really found a good niche in, in, in this business along with some private equity and real estate. And so, uh, you know, I really appreciate you putting M right on the map here on your show. I'm, I'm a huge fan of JT, the brick, the living legend. <laughs> and uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to come talk to you and, and let you know about this service we're bringing to Allegiant, not just for the Raider games, but for all events, from Beyonce to, you know, um, college football games, mm-hmm. uh, Pink, you, you name it. I mean, Allegiant is the premier uh, event venue, I think, in the world. So we're providing people with uh, an affordable, I mean, and a lot of times we're more affordable than a rideshare to and from uh, Allegiant. So to be bringing this service, I think it just adds to the prestige of the Raiders and this beautiful, amazing venue that that's been created here in Bay. Yeah, I, I agree, man. The venue is amazing. I love Allegiant Stadium. I always tell people, go and check it out and take your time and just observe it because it's, it's so nice and there's so many things to like about the building. You've got to just check it out. Again, Teo Johnson, former Raiders tied in, uh, now partnered up with M-Ride, which is an official partner of the Las Vegas Raiders. As of today, that announcement was made. And again, I mean, that's the team you played for. That's the team you grew up rooting. And now you're a, a partner in, in, the, in the business side of things and you're going to that beautiful venue that we talked about Allegiant Stadium how big has Allegiant Stadium been for the Las Vegas community uh it's hard to put in the words you know we're we're, we're working here I live I've been living here for years um you know started a business here and raising my family here and you know I think I think Las Vegas is becoming one of the best communities to live in in the country but it's mm-hmm. by far becoming the premier just you know I'd say sports and entertainment capital of the world and the Raiders and the Legion are kind of the, the, the crown jewel of that, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree 100%. It's so much fun, and I've been here a couple of years now, and I get to see this city grow and everything that has been coming here, sports and obviously entertainment, as you mentioned. Uh, the Golden Knights are in action tonight. They have a chance to bring a championship to Las Vegas. You've been here for a long time. What would that mean for the city to see the Golden Knights hoist that trophy tonight? You know, I, I don't know if I could really do it justice for explaining, you know, people who have lived there their whole life, some of the OG people who've lived here. Um, I got to say the Golden Knights really have the heart and soul of this city mm. and to bring home a world title. Uh, this will be their second. I got to give love to the Aces yep. for bringing home the first. Uh, but, you know, I think uh, this is this is a huge milestone for the city. And all I know is I'm going to be out on that strip tonight if they win. <laughs> 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 I know that's right. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, it's start to show that this city is going to be electric this evening oh, for yeah. this uh, for this Stanley Cup final between uh, the Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. Again, Tao Johnson is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So, Tao, right now OTAs are going on for the Raiders. They had mandatory minicamp last year. When it's this time of year, when it's OTAs and mandatory minicamp, then you're going to take a break and get to training camp. What is the mindset? You know, What was your mindset going into this time of year? 
Uh, you know, the off season really is pretty much over at this point, and um, depending on whether or not it's a familiar staff from last year or a new staff, I think I think these guys are going in there with some momentum because you're not having to learn a new playbook, you're not having to get acquainted with a new staff, and uh, I think it's it's this is a, a great off season for the for the Raiders this year because guys are just going to build on what they did next year. Sure, there's new faces. Um, but the system's in place. So this whole, if I was still playing, I would take this opportunity to just really uh, fine-tune and, and get, get healthy and get stronger and faster and just work on my craft because there's not a whole new installation process that has to happen here. You know, I started the show talking about Max Crosby and talking about how good he could potentially be. Like, what's his ceiling? Because he's always working so hard. What have you seen from Max Crosby? You've been around great players. What have you seen from Max? Uh, the guy's just a relentless monster out there. And I think, um, you know, if, if anybody can – if you could bottle up what that guy has and give it to the rest of the team, um, you know, you're, it, would be, it would be a great thing for the defense. Because this guy just sets the tone. Um, I, you know, I remember some guys would go too hard in practice, but with a guy like that, it's like that's his speed every time. I mean, there's, this guy is—he's um, different dude. So I, I don't know uh, if if people can even reach that kind of um, gear at all times, but he's able to do it. Is there any player that you might have played with or you saw that kind of reminds you, or Max reminds you of that guy? I have to say probably Bill Romanowski. <laughs> That's not a bad one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, just um, uh, 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 never misses a game, never misses a practice. Goes, you know, smartest, probably the smartest, uh, one of the smartest guys on the field, and, and the work ethic is just through the roof. So um, that's probably what I would, I'd have to compare him to from what I played. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Like I said, uh, Bill Romanowski was, well, we all know, he was a terror on the field. He made everyone's life a lot a lot worse. <laughs> he made them miserable yeah, on the field. Yeah. So, yeah, if Max Crosby is kind of compared to him, that's that's a good thing. Again, Teo Johnson, former Raiders tight end, is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio. I think he could be MVP, Q. I think Max Crosby, I'm saying now, Max Crosby defense MVP in the league with this coming. Okay, okay, I, I like that, you know, and I threw that out there uh, because I, I asked, you know, what's the next step in his maturation, and, and you, you'll you know better than I do. I think that being able to close out games, and that's why I think that the help that the Raiders gave him on the defensive line this season should be able to help him close those games out where they can't just key in and target on him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's going to be no, – I'm excited. This is going to be a great season for us. I hope so. I hope so, and and I'm sure that the Raiders in that defense they want they want to step it up because they have the the tools and the weapons on the offensive side of things. And speaking of those weapons, I did want to ask you about Josh Jacobs and just the running backs in general. How and you you've been around the league for a long time, and the running backs seem like they're just getting devalued and devalued. How do they how do they earn that value back? Because they're so important to the success of a team. Yeah, I mean that's. That's above my pay grade. I think you know it comes down to you know these guys. These guys want the, the same amount of money as a lot of these these guys getting you know huge checks, and so you know it's really a, it's really a business meeting, a business uh, conflict between you know groups of running backs and the teams. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I hope everybody eats steak. That's the way I am. <laughs> yes. Um, so <laughs> you'll see how this evolves. You know, we I think once you see a guy like. Uh, 
who's, who's the guy, Saquon Barkley, gets, yep. you know, what, what happens with him, I think you'll see everything kind of fall into place like you did with um, the quarterbacks of the Ravens and the quarterbacks. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you know, with these guys. It's, it's, it's got to work itself out. And, um, and I think it definitely will. You know, everybody wants this to work out. No doubt. I like what you said. Everyone eats steak. How about a bone-in ribeye? Everyone gets a bone-in ribeye. Exactly. (laughs) I'm good with that. And before we let you go, I did want (laughs) – Right, right. There you go. There you go. Before we let you go, Tao, I did want to ask you one more time about M-Ride and this new partnership with the Raiders. And uh, how can people be involved? And I know, I mean, again, the football season is not until September, but as you mentioned, there's other events that are going to be going to and from Allegiant Stadium, like Beyonce, who, matter of fact, my wife got tickets to Beyonce, so she'll be going. How can other people uh, get more information on M-Ride? Absolutely. And as a co-founder, I'm extremely proud, you know, to be on here and and promoting this with you. Please go to mride.com. It'll give you all the information you need for all the events going on at Allegiant up until the Super Bowl. And we pick you up at Circa Resort, which is a beautiful, beautiful place. If you haven't been there yet, I highly encourage you to check out the new Circa Resort. We pick you up there, take you to the event, bring you right back, safe and sound. No need to drink and drive, everybody. Let's keep it cute. Let's be smart and have a great time. I'm excited. I'm thinking. Of, I'm, I'm thinking about those luxury buses, Tao. I'm, I'm excited myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you remember, man. That was all, that's, that's what I knew it was game time. We came out the hotel. You get on that bus and head over to the stadium. That's when it was time to play. That's something we're trying to give to the fans. Uh, you know, a nice, nice experience, frictionless experience, getting there and back. Absolutely. Well, you're doing a great job again. Uh, M-Ride is, is the partner, new official partner of the Las Vegas Raiders. we got a lot more information I'll pass along a little bit later on as well, so make sure everyone knows what to do and knows who to get a hold of, Teo. But uh, thank you so much for your time. Definitely appreciate you, my man. God bless you, Q. Go Raiders. Go Knights. Let's hope they win the cup tonight, man. Thank you so much, Q. Thank you. Appreciate you, my man. Teo Johnson right there, co-founder, M-Ride. M-Ride.com. You want all the information, go check it out. And, again, luxury shuttles to and from Allegiant, and there's so many things going on at Allegiant. Why drive? Why have to worry about a ride share? Have that bus. Uh, the wife got a bus for me uh, and, and all our buddies uh, for my birthday, and it was so awesome. And it was so funny because Ari, she said, hey, we're going to go out somewhere. And I was like, okay. And I thought, man, I'm going to have to drive because I drive everywhere. So I started to go to the garage. We were all at the house. I started to go to the garage, and she's like, oh, no, the car's waiting outside for us. And I was like, what? And we walked out the front door, and there was a big old bus there waiting. I was like, okay, okay, now we're in the game. Now we're in the game because I thought it was going to be a, you know, Q got to be responsible type <laughs> night. But, oh, no, Q was able to get let loose. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a winner right there. Those are amazing. I have had uh, I've had a couple nights on those. Nice, have you? All right, That's not my me, own. Let know. me find out. Ari's getting loose in the M Ride uh, luxury yeah. shuttle. Heck yeah, when especially when someone else is paying. Heck yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I know that's right. But mride.com, check them out. Many thanks to Tao Johnson, former Raider tight end, uh, proud businessman, co-founder of M-Ride, and has become a, a partner, official partner of the Raiders as of today. They made that announcement this morning and this afternoon. He hops off on, on with us here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. 247 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Close out hour number one. It is Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Many thanks to former Raider tight end Tao Johnson. Join us in the last segment to talk about the new partnership that the Raiders have with M-Ride. He's a co-founder of the the transportation platform. Nice, fancy, affordable luxury shuttles that are available 
mride.com. Again, many thanks to Tao Johnson for joining us. We got John McClain from Sports Radio 610 in Houston joining us at the top of the hour to talk all things NFL. We'll start off talking a little J.J. Watt with him. But we've been talking a lot about Max Crosby. Matter of fact, I asked Tao if he played with anyone that was similar, that reminded him of Max Crosby, or Max Crosby reminded him of that person. And he mentioned Bill Romanowski. We got a text from the 707. AQ, just want to mention that comparing Mad Max to Romanowski, I'm in partial agreement. Though the comparison and similarities are true, Romanowski was just straight up mean. (laughs) Crosby will wreck everything for the opponent, but he'll also pat and joke with them after he just destroyed them. Romanowski would just twist an arm. Among other things, cuts out the whole offense and even sideline each play. Not that one is better. That's just a difference between them. And there's no doubt about that. Like, Romanowski, there was... There were some Romanowski things to him, right? I mean, we know that he was cut from a different cloth. Mad Max is Mad Max, but he's he's an awesome dude, right? I mean, he's just a, a really guy, a good guy. I'll tell you right now, all the times and all the years I've interviewed Bill Romanowski, whether it be at the Super Bowl, on the phone, whatever the case may be, I'm always a little nervous. Not because I think he's going to do anything to me. I just going to – I just think he's going to say something at some point that you might not be able to get back. <laughs> right? I just – I never know. Right. I never yes. know exactly what he's going to say. And so sometimes I'll, I'll let whoever's in the studio know, like, hey, man, just have your, your, your hand on the dump button just in case. And there's been guests like that. There's guests like that sometimes that don't really realize that there's certain things that you can't say on the radio. And it just – they just get going. And, and Romanowski has that fiery personality, which I love. That's what makes him great and made him great was that personality and, you know, just his attitude and his approach to things. But every once in a while, it gets a little crazy, right? And so uh, every time we have him on the show, and like I said, I run into him at the Super Bowl all the time. Uh, his wife is awesome. She's always great. She always comes up to me, hey, Q, uh, you got room for Bill this afternoon? Absolutely. Like, I would never not have room for Bill Romanowski. As a matter of fact, the very first time I ever interviewed him at the Super Bowl was in New Orleans when the 49ers and Ravens were playing each other. That was the first time I ever been to Super Bowl Radio Row. And – I introed the show and said, welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness, and he cut me off immediately. Unnecessary Roughness? What do you mean, Unnecessary Roughness? All roughness is necessary. And he went on this rant. It was awesome, Mari. He went on this rant for about five minutes like, how is it Unnecessary Roughness? How can roughness not be necessary? What kind of – who did this? Who decided this? Why would you be on the side of the referees? Like, I mean, it was great. And, I mean, that our interview was like 10 minutes and five of it was just about the, about the show name. Like, it was great. There's nothing else I could ask. <laughs> That's totally on brand for him. But you know what? He's one of the few where I'm like, I know there's a possibility he could drop something, but it's, like, worth it. There are other people where I'm like, what are you doing? Come right. on. This yeah. guy, like, he's kind of has, like, a pass where you're, you, no, know, of you course. just stay ready for it. Yeah, there's certain great guys that, that you understand when they do it. You're like, well, that's just – Romanowski being Romanowski, but like Josina Anderson, we had her on one day and she cussed twice. And I'm like, this is what you do. This is your business like this. You do this for a living. You know, we ain't cussing on the radio. And she was like, oops, sorry. Mm. (laughs) I was like, man, what a fall from grace that was. But, uh, you know, so there's you're right. There's different levels to it. There's certain people that when they they cuss on the air, you're like, well, what do you expect? Like Villapiano. He'll do, he'll drop it every once in a while, right? Because he just gets going. He's in a he's just in a setting telling a story. I ain't never mad at him. Like, go ahead, cuss all you want. We'll drop it and hope we catch all of them. And if not, well, it just happens. But other guys, especially ones that like that's what they do professionally, doesn't make any sense at all. Two fifty five is the time. We'll come back, kick off hour number two of the show. John McClain, Sports Radio six ten, will join the show. It's Radio Nation Radio nine twenty.